0: Welcome back to the ninth episode of Murder Library. I'm Megan.
1: I'm Zach. I'm Enrique.
0: Cheeky. Um, so this episode is very, very, very local. Like maybe 10 minutes from where we are. Oh. Um, it happened in 1984, but I don't know if hey, maybe you guys have. <laughs> but I don't know. If maybe you guys have just heard of it because it is so local. But we'll find out. Um, so we're gonna start the story at just before midnight on June 30th, 1994. Richard Reed is approaching the Witch Duck Inn that is in Virginia Beach, Virginia, which is where we're at right now.
1: I almost would have called that damn
0: thing. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. <laughs> I still have no idea what's going on, so. I know where that's at. You came from Virginia Beach. What are... I
1: never know where anything is, man.
0: <laughs> don't even know where your phone is.
1: I, do. I found
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richard Reed is a regular customer there. Uh, he decided to come to enjoy some drinks, but what he finds is less than exciting. He finds a very horrific scene, a scene that he actually missed being a part of by mere minutes. No. Inside the Witch Duck Inn, he finds the bodies of Lam Van Son, who is a 41-year-old man who owns the bar, Wendell Parrish Jr., who is a 32-year-old man who was a cook and handyman for the bar, 31-year-old Karen Rounds, who was the waitress-slash-bartender for the bar, and Abdulaziz Gren, who was 34 and was a customer of the bar. All were dead and had single gunshot wounds to the head. Oh, so this straight is straight straight to yeah, the bar like, Okay, straight up Saints Row style. Um, we'll get into the specifics later of how they died. I just wanted not to Saints start Ra- you Moondock off Saints. with. That's what I meant. Huh? I said not Saints Row, Moondock Saints. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't what um, I but for now we're gonna back up a little bit. I just wanted to kind of set the scene of where we're at, um, and we're gonna learn about some people. So we're gonna go back to 1964 in Lexington, Missouri. A Denise Holsinger was born.
1: Denise.
0: Denise. nice Dennis. I keep wanting, like, every time I read it or something, I wanted to read Dennis, but I was like, hey, it's Denise. She's a woman. <laughs> She's a woman. When she was one year old, her father left, and her parents ended up separating. She never really knew her father, and despite living with her mother, she spent most of her time with her grandparents. Her mother remarried twice, and through those marriages, Denise got two younger brothers. When Denise is eight, she claims that her second stepfather, her mother's third husband, allegedly he began to molest Denise. Denise said that it was like this guy was kind of two people. He was a daytime dad and a nighttime dad. Daytime dad was great, supportive, he would take the kids places, he would play softball with them, attend their games, just an all around great dad. But nighttime dad was different. He would sneak into Denise's bedroom at night. Nothing ever came of this legally, so we don't know how true this is, but it's very, very possible and probable. Um, Her mother had no idea what was going on, but still Denise said that she was a good mother. At the age of 11, her family moved to Phoenix, Arizona. But when she is 13, she starts to run away from home. Through her teen years, she starts to do drugs, drink excessively, she starts hanging out with some not so great people. Which I mean, if you're starting to drink and do drugs at 13 and up. But then she
1: have like homework to do? Well, no, she
0: She's ran away, sure. she do not care. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's also um, so... Yeah. You give the timeline, that's, what, psychedelic age?
0: Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Denise said that as a runaway, she would have sex a lot so that she could get somewhere to sleep or something to eat. She would also blame being molested as a child. That made her sleep around so much. Um, she also claims to have been raped three times while she was living on the streets. She said that when she was first raped, that that was all she felt she was good for. Sex, that um, that was all anybody ever wanted from her and that was all she would ever be worth. She said that when she was raped, it, at first it didn't really phase her. This was just kind of the way of life and like how she felt she deserved to be treated. Um, that third and final rape, she started to gain weight, probably as like a subconscious form of defense or just like turn to food for comfort. Yeah. Um, and I normally wouldn't bring up the fact that she started to gain weight but it comes into play later so Um Denise ended up dropping out of high school and as a way to support herself she turned to exotic dancing <laughs> telling y'all it's the money that-, <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice little dance cheeky <laughs> <laughs> When she turns 19 she moved to Tennessee she ends up meeting a man in the navy by the name of Randall Holsinger. Denise claims that she was very tired at this point and Randall was a man who wanted to take care of her. He was something she had never had, which was like stability, support, he was clean cut. And so in 1984, the two of them marry. They moved to California where Randall was stationed at the time. Things seemed to go well because a year into the marriage, when Denise is 21, she gives birth to their first daughter. Um, through this time, she keeps gaining weight, um, but like the with this weight gain, her self esteem begins to drop. Um, plus, I'm sure she was probably experiencing some postpartum depression, so she just starts like getting really moody and upset and everything. Um, despite all that, two years later, in 1987, she gives birth to another daughter. And in 1989, oh my God, 1989, <laughs> she has a son. It's hori all over again. Yeah. It is.
1: <laughs> Goddamn Topinhorry.
0: Um, her oldest daughter, who was in this documentary that I watched, um, I don't want to name her just in case, um, just because she's been through a lot and everything, and like, yeah, she's in this documentary, but like, I don't know. Yeah. Plus, I don't remember 100 percent what her name is. Um, she, um, she said that growing up, she didn't think that Denise was ever really ready to have kids or be a mom to them. She said that, while her and her siblings would would play, that Denise would mostly just sleep. She also said that she would have to walk herself to kindergarten. Um, Denise admitted that she was overwhelmed as a mother, which, like, why have three kids?
1: Yeah.
0: Um... Like I get it, can be kind of overwhelming and everything, but like your oldest child has to walk herself to kindergarten. Um, also said that she was addicted to alcohol and prescription drugs. So, A plus mom. Always the the people that shouldn't have
1: kids the the have that have kids. The most
0: kids. Yep. yeah Yep. Um, these addictions to the drugs and alcohol made her and Randall fight a lot. Randall said that Denise would even sometimes hit him and he would just get mad and like walk off and just let her be to cool down. Um, the couple did separate several times over the years, but in 1992, he got transferred over here to Virginia. Um, so the couple hoped that this move to Virginia Beach would be like this fresh start for them. Uh Never is. Um, (laughs) At the time of the move, Denise was 120 pounds overweight. She hoped that maybe she could change herself as well with this move. Um,
1: Does it say how tall she is, though?
0: No, but I've seen pictures of her, and like she's very obviously overweight. Okay. At this time. She's um, so. A tall
1: muscle.
0: She's a sure. tall muscle. <laughs> she's
1: not fashion big. Bird
0: the fresh start obviously did not work it never does they still argued randall would tell her repeatedly that she was quote fat dumb and ugly and that no one else would ever want her wow which what? fuck you dude
1: so were they the kind of couple that would have a bait another baby to save the marriage kind of thing that's what I it's don't not, know that's like your pet peeve recently I don't know what the hell <laughs> people reproducing <laughs> is my pet
0: peeve <laughs> <laughs> yes people should stop reproducing yes continue. they should um Randall admits that he probably yelled something like that long, like over the years but um he said that she was like equally as volatile back and that she would also yell insults not that it's okay that what he did but like it was back and forth both of them yeah so, shortly after arriving in Virginia Beach, she gets her stomach stapled, she lost a bunch of weight, she started to go to bars and drink even more, um, she said that as soon as men started to show her interest, like, show any interest in her, that she went, quote, went wild. Because
1: um she wasn't wild already.
0: <laughs> well, now she's, now she's hot.
1: Being a a stripper
0: and running away at 13 is not wild enough, okay. Yeah, but, like, now she has all these guys flaunting themselves at her again. Reynolds said that with her weight loss, she, like, just changed completely so much that, like, within months, she just abandoned the family. She ran off to Tennessee with some guy. Um, She stayed there for almost a year before she came back. Um, during this time when she was in Tennessee, she drank a lot and she started to do crystal meth. Mm. Gotta love the meth. Yes. <laughs> At 29 in 1994, Denise finally and officially separated from Randall. She got a job working as a bartender and a waitress for the Witch Duck Inn in Virginia Beach. The owner, Lam Van Son had just bought this bar and opened it when denise was hired um while working there she met one of the frequent customers named michael claggett <laughs> it is an interesting last name my last name is Cancel. i can't say she <laughs> I, I'm, in, I'm instantly picturing mclagan from harry potter oh yeah no just because it's it's that's what popped into my head he does not look anything like that (laughs) like he's got like i want to say like he's got face tattoos he's got like really long dark black hair um michael was a drifter he drank heavily he was a petty criminal um denise said that he gave her attention that she craved so they started to date um,
1: what were you craving? Petty theft?
0: Yep, gotta love that petty theft it just really turns a girl on
1: <laughs> Yes
0: Michael lived in an apartment complex that was right next to the bar which was perfect for an alcoholic um, <laughs> Denise said that the two were obsessed with each other um, that they had good sex that they filled this void in each other which that was how she said it in the show just sounds dirty like you go from saying they had great sex to filling voids Um, (laughs) two months into working at the witch duck inn denise is caught stealing money she said that it was to help michael out that he needed the cash this on top of her apparently starting to drink on the job lamb had to fire her um he was a very nice, great guy. Lam was, and despite her stealing from him, he still let her come to the bar as a customer. Um, upon being fired, her Michael go on this month long partying binge. Um, exactly what you do when you become unemployed. So. I was gonna say with what money? Exactly. Probably Crystal Meth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, June 30th, 1994, it's Michael's birthday, allegedly, anyways. The only time I ever seen his birthday was in this documentary that I watched, but in all the articles I read, all they ever listed was his year that he was born. Like, they never said what... Not the date. Not the date, just the month. Even, like, the, like, court stuff, it was just... Born in 1961. Um... The two are spending the day drinking, doing drugs, they bar hopped, and at 11 p.m., um, back at the apartment, Denise claims that Michael suggested they rob the Witch Duck Inn. That apparently he had this big plan for them to rob a bar and move to Oregon. Um, Why I, Oregon out of all I don't know. I don't know. There's not much on the background of Michael. Good old Oregon Trail. Um, you should always
1: trust a man that's been in a month long. Drug and alcohol page when
0: he says he has a plan. Yep, yep. Always. always. I don't fully believe her story here, though. Mm-hmm. And that I'll uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, I don't fully believe that okay. was what happened. Um, what Michael says, and actually I can get into it now. Uh, what Michael says and what I believe happened, um, also what the police believe happened, is that the couple were having sex on the couch she started to kind of hint towards the fact that it was a navy payday that there would probably be a good amount of money at the bar a lot of people were probably spending their money drinking and that they themselves needed money that if they could pull it off they could be the next Bonnie and Clyde
1: oh my god <laughs> oh yeah we're going we're going straight yeah uh
0: right. please believe this was mostly just like a revenge plot on being fired as opposed to just it oh, will be Bonnie and Clyde um Denise then said, quote, do it, we can do it, we could get away with it. So the couple go to the bar. Michael has a 357 revolver, which was stolen from his roommate. Classy. Yeah. They arrive at the bar. Denise said that Michael told her to go inside and see all, like who all was there. Michael said that he started to hesitate at this point. Um, at this point. He begins to think maybe this was a bad idea. Um, so Denise goes inside. She comes back out shortly after, tells Michael that there are four people inside the bar. So they go inside despite his hesitations. Once inside, they sit at the bar. Michael begins to hesitate again. Just back out at this point. Like if you're hesitating this much, just fucking like don't.
1: Order, drink and
0: leave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But every time he looked at Denise, she kept mouthing to him, do it. She just kept pushing him. Denise. Denise claims that um, he just like out of nowhere, um, like jumped over the bar. But if you're mouthing at him to do it, I doubt it's that much of a surprise. Um, Denise is told to go lock the door. Michael at this point tells everyone to get on the floor, which everyone does except Wendell, the um, Wendell. the customer at the bar. He stays in his seat, sitting at the bar. Michael then points the gun at him, puts it right in his face, demands him to get on the floor. Wendell refuses again, so Michael shoots him once in the forehead.
1: I mean, wow. fuck. can you shoot him more than once in the forehead? God. <laughs> yep. Shit. At, okay. that, at that point, you already know. It. He was—he yeah. like, already lost it. Like, yeah. That's it. It's always apparently the first trigger pull.
0: Denise, at this time, is emptying the register. Michael told her to go to the back door, so she made it to the office door when she heard the following shots. Michael had gone up to each person one by one and shot them in the back of the head as they laid on the ground.
1: Holy shit. This was a stupid flip plan from the
0: get-go. Like, it Like is. She goes to the bar where she used to work at, where people
1: would Just recognize Just wait her.
0: until she, you hear how they get caught. That is... is Cause spoiler, stupid. they get caught.
1: Oh. <laughs> I mean, Bonnie implied it too, so continue. Yep. <laughs> Just, I
0: mean, so, so they, they are. Crazy They're the next. They got it. They got it. <laughs> Um. So, when Denise got to the back, she spotted a fifth person. Oh, no. Lamb, the owner, reportedly often would bring his five-year-old son, Joshua, to the bar with him. Oh.
1: That's a great idea.
0: He loved to show off his son. Joshua, by, somehow, by some miracle, slept through this whole thing. He was sound asleep. His mother said that he is a very, very light sleeper, but something, like, he just somehow slept through the whole thing.
1: His body was like, just no. You're you don't need
0: to deal yeah. with this. Denise denies seeing Joshua, but Michael said that she did, that she told him to shoot Joshua, too. But Michael doesn't. He couldn't. Um, he had already crossed this line, but shooting an innocent, asleep five-year-old was just too much. So Joshua lives. That's good. Um, Is yes. he part of the yes. documentary somewhere? Not really. Okay. Um, it was just his mother who was in it. Uh, so after slaughtering four people, they go back to the apartment where Michael just starts to kind of panic. And he's throwing his stuff into trash bags, mostly, like, clothes and other belongings. He kept telling Denise that they had to go. They had to get out of there. Uh, before they leave, they count the cash they had made it out with. So what is the reward for killing four innocent lives? Can we, can we take a guess? Take a guess. Um,
1: 150. No. Higher or lower?
0: Higher. Oh <laughs> I'm going to go with 350. You're close. Hey.
1: 372.
0: Closer. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> they made out with an even four hundred. Oh. That's a hundred dollars a person. Nice. Like, that's not. Just, it's not worth it. That wasn't no. a good bar. No, um, they take the money and the bags of stuff, and they skip town, heading towards North Carolina. Now they're going to Oregon. Well, mm. Apparently they're gonna stop in North Carolina
1: first. <laughs> Hobo trail.
0: <laughs> it, it is. I don't think they really had a plan, to be honest. Um, so now they're on the run. Customers, as I said at the beginning, they kind of show up. They find this horrific scene. Like they found it within minutes after it happened. Like they oh, just they missed. Just
1: missed yeah. the drunk rush.
0: Um, they could have made more money. the homicide god God. (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) ladies and gentlemen my wife
1: I had to jump the gun
0: Um, the homicide unit is called right away upon arriving they find Karen Rounds who is still alive they also find Abdelaziz A-B-D-E-L-A-Z-I-Z he goes by Aziz. All right. So as they find Aziz and Karen still alive. So they're both rushed to the nearest emergency room, but unfortunately their injuries were too much, and they both died shortly after arriving at the hospital. Lam's wife gets to the scene. She is in a panic at this point. She's trying to find her son, knowing that he had been there. She spots him walking around with one of the customers who had showed up. Then she asks where her husband is. She is given the horrible news that he was fatally shot. She said that at this point she just screamed. She screamed so loud that to this day she can hear that noise in her head. Um, she said that was just like this gut-wrenching scream um, that she lost her best friend that day. So investigators tried to begin to in- begin to try and like piece together what happened. Still inside the bar are the bodies of Wendell who was still sitting in the bar. He was um, slumped over his head resting on the bar. Lamb was found on his stomach on the floor. Investigators say they could tell that it was kind of a personal incident just by how violent it was. There was obviously no witnesses. So, They were starting to panic, seeming like it might be a hard case to solve. So Michael and Denise, they slept just a couple hours in a hotel before they returned to Virginia Beach. So they spent half that money? Pretty much. Denise said she convinced Michael to return, saying that she just wanted to go home. So 6 a.m. the next day. This happened at midnight, and they're back by 6 a.m. They were back in the apartment. They decide to go and join the crowd outside the bar. Oh full of onlookers. God. Criminals love to return to the scene of the crime and like and put themselves into the investigation. And boy, did she. Investigators on the scene say that Denise was very demanding. That she just kept demanding answers of how they were going to find who did this. That they needed to find the people who were responsible for this horrible, horrible thing.
1: It's the myth at this point. Honestly, it's the myth. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Her behavior made her stick out, obviously, so they decide to do a little digging, which lets them know how Denise had been fired a month before from this very bar. So they do a closer look into who she is, and she becomes their number one suspect. Dumbass. That is literally the next word I wrote, dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, do I
1: know my wife?
0: (laughs) So at this time in 1994, this was the worst mass murder in Virginia Beach history. Um, Just a mere 17 hours after the murder, Denise is interviewed. She claims that her self-preservation kicked in and so she just started to lie and lie and lie to them. The guy interviewing her said that after 30 minutes and among asking questions about the brutal murders of four, four people that she knew. She begins to get flirtatious with him.
1: Oh.
0: Weird. He also said that in this initial interview, he felt this evil presence, presence coming from her. I'm just curious as to what she looks like. She's not that pretty. Yeah. <laughs> we we that honestly, she, honestly, she was prettier when she had a little meat on her bones. Like, I, like that interview of her like in jail and everything, like, not that pretty. <laughs> prettier before the meth? Way prettier before the meth. Always
1: before the Always meth. Always
0: before the meth um so denise f- starts to throw michael under the bus shocking she abandoned ship shoves him down so fast she was basically acting like he just snapped up and like this came out of nowhere that the couple were just hanging out at the bar that <clears throat> all she could think was what the fuck mike like she had no idea what was going on but like why would mike want these people dead he liked all of them he was a Like, he was a regular at the bar. They were all very nice to him.
1: Um, And he wasn't fired from there. Yeah,
0: he had not been fired from there. The interviewer asks, was he trying to show you what a man he was or what? She replied, quote, I'm a sexy little motherfucker. That's what she called herself? That is word for word what she said. I saw the interview.
1: She took a line (laughs) before she went in there. I gotta get myself
0: straight. (laughs) (laughs) He responds, quote, is that what he said? He shot these people because you're sexy? Gotta love the sexy defense. Wow. Yep. Okay. She's just... I feel like there's more to this. Come on. Denise begins to get... Like, she goes between being angry one minute to trying to be seductive and flirty the next, but then she would like evade any questions they have
1: kind of
0: reminds me of, like, when Whitney Houston did her interviews and she was, like, high as fuck on
1: crack. Like, I... A yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Is whack as high on crack.
0: Yep. <laughs> she also would say in one breath that she didn't hear any of the gunshots, but in the next she would say that she heard all of them. She said at one point, quote, I don't fucking remember, but I didn't see anything. I didn't see him shoot anybody. You were there, bitch. Like doesn't matter. She wanted so badly to put this on Michael to make it out like she was just along, Because she was scared. Like, yeah. she had no idea what was happening. But, like...
1: Scared for her life.
0: Bitch, you knew. It, like, no. <laughs> if you see Michael, he's not... I don't think he's all there, to be honest. There's, like, no. No. There's no way he could have or would have done this by himself. About twenty four after 24 hours after the murders... Michael is arrested. Wanna guess how? He was at the bar. No, it's a he was crime scene. Bar. He was at another bar. No, he was found drunk, of course, passed out in a bush oh. near his apartment.
1: <laughs> Almost.
0: Almost, so close. Stay close to Virginia Beach. Gotta love Virginia Beach. They arrested him on public intoxication so the detective interviewing him did something kind of on the fly to try and like trick Michael into a confession because again I don't they think Michael's no all there. In,
1: uh, yeah, story.
0: they have nothing at this point. Just words from a fucking meth head. Um, a sexy method. a sexy, sexy meth head. And
1: pants with juice <laughs> with <all> the back. <laughs> Matching tracks. <and>
0: boots. <laughs> Um, Where it says juicy has
1: more flaps than
0: ass. So this lying thing is 100% legal, and it's honestly kind of smart what he does. Um, The detective tells him that the owner, Lamb, had put up tiny little pin cameras in the ceiling. Lamb obviously had not done this, but Michael didn't know that or need to know that. So he goes on to tell him that they have video footage of him killing these people, and Michael... 100% 100% false for it he ends up giving them a full confession I think at first he tried to deny it but then he like kind of gave it and was like fuck it um he started to cry and sob uncontrollably he said I quote I did it worst thing was lamb was my buddy end quote and he was um but I'll get into the victims and like how they like were nice to michael in a minute michael went on to say that he also just hadn't really thought about it when he did it um he said he was very remorseful which like sorry buddy doesn't help you after the fact um especially when it's only been like 24 hours like mm -hmm, sorry doesn't help now um he said that um Quote, you can fry me. That's what I'm going to ask for when we go to court. Fry me. I'm not going to live. I don't want the taxpayers supporting me. I did it. Yeah, I did it. All by my fucking self. Let that little cunt go free. Not my word. I did it all. I did it all, buddy. Uh, (laughs) Quote. Um he does later like in this he's saying like let her go free that he did it all but later he like throws Denise right in there too um during the murders Michael later says in the interview that he wanted to let them all live um he said that like robbery would be better than murder duh um that he was just a petty theft but Denise made him do it she also wanted him to shoot the little five-year-old Joshua but he just couldn't do it he couldn't kill a little boy Denise denies this, of course. She insists that she's <laughs> Denise she is, denies. <laughs> she insists that she isn't this like quote Spider Woman that Michael and the police are making her out to be. The police have referred to her several times as like Spider Woman. What does wow. that mean? I don't know. Like this, like person who has this web. of I don't know. I don't know. Web of lies, maybe. Yeah. They didn't know about comics back then. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, <clears throat> she just. Thinks that, like, Michael is just trying to make her out worse than what she is. But, like, why would he? What's the point? He, like, admitted to everything. He wants to die for it. And he liked all these people. Like, what would be the point of, like, twisting her into this, like, mastermind position? Besides, investigators say that Michael straight up didn't have the capability to mastermind anything, let alone a murder plot. Um, That he just straight up didn't have the wits to do it. They said that to Michael, Denise was, like, this strong drug, something he never had before. Like meth. Aside from (laughs) Like meth. (laughs) Um, So before we jump into, like, sentencing and court shit, I just want to rewind it a little bit and talk about the victims. Who they were, how they came to be at the Witch Duck Inn that night, and, like, how they knew Michael. How some of these people knew Michael, anyway. So first, we're going to talk about Aziz. He came to the US to live that American dream. He came from Morocco where he attended college. He learned a new language. Um, He even dreamed of owning his own business in America one day. He wanted to buy a house, own a car. So he arrived in Virginia Beach in 1982 with all these hopes and dreams. His sister Fatna and her husband Jim, they remember how Aziz would watch their home, which was in the Pembroke Meadows area while well, a couple vacationed in Hawaii. Fatna said that she was just happy to have her brother close again. She said, quote, My brother and I were inseparable since he was a baby. I've raised him. I never had any children, so he was my life, my son, my father. He was my motivation, end quote. Aziz started to attend Old Dominion univers- University while, um, while he worked at the family business, which was a pizzeria. Um, Does
1: it say which pizzeria?
0: I tried so hard. And, I have no idea. And the Witch Duck Inn, I think, was either changed owners or renamed, because I tried looking it up. Yeah, it's and no longer... Yeah, it's, it's called... Lock. Well, I don't want to say the name, just in case. Yeah. A new place.
1: Um, but it's over by the Best Buy, over in Pembroke. I think I know exactly where yep. we're at right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome to the area.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> she looks like she does not.
1: She will when I show her <laughs> in fucking Google Maps. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, so he is remembered as being someone who often would help others as a sort of way to say thank you to the United States for giving him all these opportunities that he didn't have before. In fact, when he was hanging out at the Witch Duck Inn, he met Michael who he got a soft spot for and he would even give him money for food and even buy him drinks on the occasion. So story time of another great thing that Aziz did. Seven months before Aziz was murdered, it was Thanksgiving of 1993. His family said that he went for a walk and ended up at a park on the Linhaven River. Aziz spotted a man fishing. This man had a bucket full, but he said that some of them looked kind of small and like they were probably not legal fish to be catching. So he told the man that he should toss them back. The man said, quote, but I have a family to feed. This is all the food we have today. Aziz left the man alone, but kept thinking about him. So he went to the near, like the, um, the nearby food lion that was right there. Bought a cart full of groceries and took them back to the man. Yeah. Yeah. Just bought the stranger like a cart full of groceries. Yeah. Aziz was 35 when he died. The day after he died, his family said that he finally got the papers in the mail from the US government saying that he could start his business.
1: Damn. Ma'am. Fuck. Yeah. Thanks for the tears. Thanks for the audacity to fucking say that. You're fucking welcome.
0: I had to know it. You do too.
1: Shit.
0: Um. This business would have been something that he hoped would attract <laughs> more Moroccan and French businesses to the United States. Mm-hmm. He spoke fluent Arabic, French, and English, so this business was going to be something where he could act as kind of an intermediary. Yeah. It was going to be called Gren International Business Coordinator. He said that, uh, not he, his sister said that she still has nightmares and for two years she couldn't even leave the house. The family never celebrated holidays anymore. They left his room completely alone. They built him a shrine in the living room of their home. His mother, who moved to the U.S. just six months before he died, she moved back to Morocco and vowed to never come back to the country. That took one of her sons. Shit. So, Lam Van Son. He left Vietnam. Um, I fucked up a little bit. I I scrolled too far. (laughs) Um, He left Vietnam, which was his native country for better opportunities as well, although he was forced to flee. He had been a soldier for the South Vietnam Special Forces. He fought alongside the US forces to try and help liberate the country from communism. Unfortunately, they lost. Communists took over in 1975. Lam was forced into a re-education camp, which is essentially just a prison camp. He escapes. He takes a boat to Thailand and eventually made it all the way to the United States. He ended up meeting Lana Le Son in Lynchburg, Virginia. They married in 1988 after being engaged for five years. And when Lamb died, he owned three taverns, which Duck in was the third that he had just opened. Lana said, quote, he went the whole nine yards and it didn't kill him. He comes over here and gets killed by Michael Claggett, That's what I'm bitter about the most, end quote. And I couldn't find the quote um, later when I was typing this up. But at one point, she said something about how she wished she could have been the person to, like, she wanted to, she wants to fry him. She wants wants to be the one to, like, pull the plug and, and, like, flip, yeah. Um, As of 2006, she was only running one tavern. Not sure which one it was, though. Um, There is a tavern called, like, Lana's Tavern or something like that here in Virginia Beach, but they got, they trade ownership in 2007, so I don't know if it's the same one or not. Um, Lana knew Michael from the bar. She had a bad feeling about him, but her husband liked him. He wanted to try and help him. He often would give him food and money. Lana said, quote, my husband said he's no harm to anyone, which is just so sad considering what happened. Karen Rounds. She was 31. She was a native to Pennsylvania. She wanted to have a career change. And at the time, she had been a nurse at Maryview Medical Center Clinic in Churchland. But she left so she could return to school. She wanted to do something for a career in computers. She only started at the Witch Duck Inn a month prior to her death. She took over Denise's job. She only took the job for some spending money. Damn. Um, Karen met her husband, Kevin, in Pennsylvania, which was where he was from as well. They ended up moving down to Virginia Beach because he was in the Navy and got restationed. She was a nurse at a state prison, um, which was in Pennsylvania. Um, She apparently had been through a lot of ups and downs in her life, and she was just starting to get it back together when she died. Wendell. There isn't much on him besides that he was 32. He was a cook and handyman for the Witchduck Inn. He often made meals for Michael on the house.
1: That's when they got shot when he was sitting at the bar.
0: Yes, um, he had been born in Prince George, Virginia. He moved to the Hampton Roads area as a child and ended up graduating from Bayside High in 1981. Um, that's pretty much all I know about him. Um. So Denise Holsinger pled guilty. She was sentenced to five life terms plus 23 years. In Virginia in 1995, there was a law that protected her from even the possibility of the death sentence since she wasn't the one who actually pulled the trigger. I believe so that law has since changed. Yeah. Okay. I believe since that, like okay. since then, law has changed. I believe I didn't really look it up, but I think it has. Gotcha. Um, Randall, her ex-husband, the husbands, he's one guy, <laughs> thinks, I mean, We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Um, he thinks that she should be in the ground, that she should have been given death. Um, October 3rd, 1994, Michael receives two indictments. One charged him with robbery, use of a firearm in the commission of a robbery, four counts of capital murder during the commission of a robbery, and four counts of use of a firearm in the commission of a murder. The other indictment was one count of multiple homicide capital murder for killing uh, for killing all four individuals as part of the same act or transaction. During his trial, which went over 10 days, the prosecution presented the following evidence: two videotape confessions. Michael and Denise were seen the day of the murders with a gun. Police found a 357 Magnum in Michael's apartment, which they couldn't get like a definitive test on the ballistics, but Again, it's, it's the same gun. Yeah. Three were shot in the back of the head, one in the forehead. The cash register had been emptied, and when Michael was arrested, he had $137 on him. He was convicted of all charges, and a sentencing hearing was held July 12th and 13th of 1995. During this phase, the jury heard of his history that he apparently had like brutally domestic violence against his ex-wife. Um, He had a history of drug use, um, but that he also showed remorse for the crimes. But, you know, whatever. He receives five death sentences. Michael appeals. The Supreme Court vacated his sentences and his conviction for the multiple homicide murder. They said that it was derivative to all the other indictments. Um, They, however, affirmed the remaining four capital murder convictions and his death sentence. He was given the choice of lethal injection or electric chair. He chose the chair. Damn.
1: Really? Why? Yeah. Some people believe faithful to the end boy.
0: Some people believe it was his like last way of like punishing himself for this act. Like last repentance. Yeah. Um in 1996, Michael got married. Not to Denise. I guess.
1: Not to Denise. Okay. No, she no. was not Denise. No.
0: To- <laughs> <laughs> broke back. <laughs> <laughs> she
1: was mad. Not- I, I just heard the windows of his head. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. No, I'm pissed because I was waiting to make that joke.
0: <laughs> Bastard um, beat me to it. <laughs> you will never guess who he gets married to. Like, never.
1: Please tell me Whitney Houston.
0: No. God. I- it would have been better. Um, Wait, wait, wait. Is
1: it? I kind of do want to guess. Um, <sighs> another waitress from the restaurant? No. The wife Be closer to him. Closer to him? His ex sister in law? No. Second cousin? No.
0: His mom? No. no. You're What's closer it? with the second cousin. Oh. His niece? No. Who? His first, first cousin. cousin. Come on. It was a very quiet affair. Okay. And illegal? It's legal. (laughs) Okay. Okay. They got married in the jailhouse courtroom thing. Courthouse wedding. I'm
1: going to suppose it's not a thing. In Virginia. Virginia. No, it still is. I looked up the law. But why?
0: You can marry your first cousin, just they cannot be... uh, I have it here somewhere. Uh, I have it in a minute. But it's very legal. That you can marry your first cousin. Hmm.
1: That's
0: (laughs) disgusting. His cousin's wife, like, I mean, sorry, his cousin wife. His cousin wife. Her name is Karen Elaine Sparks. God damn it, Karen. She tried so hard to keep this marriage from her family. Because, you know, gross. She only told four people to... Those
1: four people told four people. No. I don't know which one's worse, the fact that she married her cousin or the fact that she married a murderer. Yeah. Which
0: part made her embarrassed? All of it. <laughs> um, she only told two very close friends, a sister, and Michael's mother. Michael's mother is her aunt and now her mother-in-law. Oh. Quote, when I first brought the subject up with my family, when I told them we were thinking about it, they just went off. As they should have As been. they should. <laughs> um, she only told these four out of fear of retaliation from family and coworkers because gross. She said, quote, I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't true. If our love wasn't true. End quote.
1: Yeah, you're kidding. gonna be true either. Uh.
0: <laughs> <Spot>.
1: <laughs> Straight fired.
0: When girl. she was Get asked <laughs> why she would marry someone who murdered four people, she said that she just couldn't explain it. There were no words.
1: Only bullets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but... <Book. laughs> She tried so hard to downplay the whole cuttings thing by saying that Michael's father and her mother, who I believe are brother and sister, barely knew each other, that they were born fourteen years apart. That. that doesn't mean shit. It's nope. it's still, <laughs> still the, the, the it. finished, oh, yeah. she tried so hard to still be like. Different it's from fine. The same she also went on to say they never did get to consummate the marriage, seeing as the jail forbid conjugal visits, so you know, never had sex, at Damn. least in jail. Oh, no. That <laughs> was oh. the courthouse
1: door. It's true, it's um, bars.
0: But, like, it's, it's still, you know, it's still incest. Sorry, honey. Yeah. You married your first cousin. Um, mm. This isn't, like, long-distance shits, first cousins. Um, Virginia doesn't have a law against it, just prohibiting marriages between siblings, aunts and uncles with their nieces and nephews, And, quote, ancestors and descendants. So, like, I think parents and children.
1: Well, I think think they they mean, like, grandparent. Like, a generation apart, probably. But cousins are fine.
0: (laughs) Cousins are fine, guys. Um, The marriage came to light when the Department of Corrections spokesman announced at the execution that Michael had been visited by his mother and his wife. The his mother-wife. Not his (laughs) mother-wife. I did guess
1: that, though. His mother-wife. I
0: did guess that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The news reached Karen's father, who said he was just stunned. He had been told she was going to attend the execution, but not that, you know, she was his wife. Um, Before Michael was put to death, she asked to speak, not she, he asked to speak to Mrs. Son. He wanted to ask for forgiveness, which I believe she gave. I think she did forgive him in the end um
1: i would too if you'd better die not like it's gonna matter in 20 minutes
0: july 6 2000 is execution day michael is 39 aziz's sister did not attend she said that quote i'm not for it but i'm not happy with people who kill innocent people either but her husband jim did attend he thinks michael is getting what he deserves Karen Rounds' husband said that after Michael had been sentenced, he said that, quote, I don't think that Karen will rest until he's in the chair and the switch is pulled, which he ends up attending as well. Wendell's mother said, quote, we all believe that Denise Holsinger was the main person behind this. It's hard for us to deal with the fact that she got life and he got death. Maybe it should have been reversed. Michael's mother and cousin wife spent two hours with him before they had to leave. Um, his mother said, quote, Um, it was a very sad thing to me. I think they did a terrible thing, the murders. I think Michael would have made a really good person to go around to the prisons and talk to people. Michael's last words were that he was sorry. Not that it matters. Um, most everyone who was there witnessing the execution stood silently. Only one woman cried. Probably his cousin wife. (laughs) Some family members were relieved, but others said it just didn't ease the pain. Those witnessing were Aziz's nephew, his brother-in-law, a couple sisters, Lamb's wife, Karen's husband, and two family members of Wendell. Jim Garcia, Aziz's nephew, said that as soon as they pronounced Michael dead, um, quote, all the anger that built up all those years went away. Suddenly, I wasn't angry anymore. His sister said, quote, it doesn't bring Aziz back. It doesn't bring any one of them back, end quote. Aziz's family, on the way home, stopped at the cemetery to tell him that Michael had been executed. Michael never asked for clemency, and he was pronounced dead at 9.08 p.m. He had been apparently expressionless as he was strapped up. He said his apologies, and then he was hit with 1,825 volts of electricity at 7.5 amps for 30 seconds. In the nipples. In the nipples. <laughs> Followed by... Thanks two- <laughs> for the Thank <heads> <laughs> Followed by 240 volts at one and a half amps for 60 seconds. Straight to the testicles. Straight to the testicles. Apparently after the first burst, his body stiffened. And after a five second pause, the cycle repeated. So he is dead as fuck. Yeah, he's dead dead. He dead dead. Um, Denise. So in 2002, there was an article on her from the Virginia Pilot Online that was published January 29, 2002. It was written by Carrie Doherty. Doherty? Yeah. (laughs) This article is amazing. Um, Listen to this opener. Quote Denise R. Holsinger. Name ring a bell? No? Have a hint. Spider Woman. The Do It Dame. The Witch Duck in. Remember now? Holsinger was that creepy ex waitress responsible. End quote. Where did they get Spider Woman from? I still don't. I don't get it either.
1: The web of lies that she was spinning. Not a very good one. Yeah, and that she like drew men in. I don't know. Yeah, but with
0: what? That good pussy, apparently. That wop. Her meth. Yeah, her meth wop. So she was trying to grab some of Randall, her ex husband's retirement pay. That was um, that same article went on to say, quote, she may she may want mad money for the prison canteen. Either way, her lawyer filed papers that she was seeking a cut of his monthly retirement check, end quote. So under normal circumstances, if she had just been a normal ex-wife, had murdered four people, she would have gotten a cut of two hundred and fifty dollars a month. Lana's son heard about this and said that if Denise wins this, she herself will consult a lawyer because basically fuck this. Also, if she wins, Randall could just turn around and sue her for child support, seeing as he is raising her three children alone. Yeah.
1: And wasn't she the one that, like, left with a random dude and
0: yep. like, lived in Tennessee for a year, didn't give a fuck about her kids? Yep. Yeah.
1: Then randomly came back?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: hey. Mom of the year.
0: A plus mom. It's cool. She doesn't get any of that money. It gets shot down. <laughs> Good. Denise thinks that Michael got the easy way out, of course. Um, She said that she has to deal with it every day. Boo fucking who? She is currently at the Flovana Women's Correctional Center. She volunteers for jobs that help others, like transcribing books into Braille, because she's so great. She has no contact with any of her children or her ex-husband, but she hopes someday they will want to talk to her, but, like, doubtful. I feel for her children. Her oldest daughter was eight at the time of the murders, she obviously is older now. She's graduated college. She's trying to be a nurse. She probably is by now. Um, she was trying to when I saw the art, the show. Um, she said that she said that she has been constantly judged for who her mother is. That people tell her, the sins of the mother are the sins of the children. Which fuck you if you say that to somebody. Yeah. So that is the witch duck in. Um.
1: <clears throat> that was a ride. Yeah. You
0: think, uh, you
1: think something like that. The, uh, I guess you could say, like, the city court or something can actually allow you to change your name?
0: Yeah, that, I'm sure a, she that's can, but, like,
1: thing. like there's a couple children yeah. and everyone's saying that same quote from, like, already.
0: Yeah. I'm sure you can, but, like, that's also, like, a really big thing to, like, have to, like, change your name because of somebody. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> let's switch <it> again. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Murder Library Podcast and on Facebook at True Crime Library. And that's it.
1: Yeah. I'll see you guys next time.
0: (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.